0: Jambo, everyone. Thank you as always for tuning in to Radio Harambe. Yes, don't you don't have to check what podcast you're listening to. I am Dave McBride, back out of my hiatus for today only. We'll talk about that later. Broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios, and joining me from their plush mansion in the La Madre <laughs> Hills is uh Safari, Mike, and Christina. Guys, how are you? Jumbo Dave. Well. Uh, we worked out some technical difficulties, and we are on the air. Very, very exciting. Uh, I we saw Mike. We saw you here in the cold uh, balmy, or well, that's that's the opposite. The cold, cold balmy. The, <laughs> yeah, that's the opposite word. The the cold tundra of New Jersey back during Christmas, and I said I wanted to. Uh, jump on maybe once more here on Radio Harambe and do sort of the year and review kind of thing, uh, mm-hmm. because I, I, I do have a few thoughts about how this year has gone uh, at Walt Disney World and at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, but we, as we always do, we like to sort of go through what happened throughout the entire year and then talk about it. And one of our traditions, too, is we do our little wish list thing. Um, and I know the two of you guys are going to do that on your own, uh, but i just want to put in a request as a listener to the show um <laughs> make sure you put in your your next your wish list show whether or not i beat you last year because i can't oh remember. i can
1: tell you right now oh <laughs> we I, I um said as my i think my big thing was please let's replace rivers of light let's use that theater
0: yeah. um so
1: as i was listening back to the old show i was like oh good Lord, I think I finally won one of these.
0: Yeah. because that,
1: that,
2: That's why you decided to take a hiatus.
0: That <laughs> uh, <but>, might, might <laughs> be. Wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. wait. But, then, <laughs> but then Dave's big one was, Mike, I wrote down the same thing and I decided I'm not going to change it just because you picked it. So I'm also picking uh, a replacement for Rivers of Light. So, I mean, one of my little ones was scented hand sanitizers for COVID and I sort of found some ha- scented hand sanitizers in Discovery Island. I mean, not, not Discovery Island, excuse me. Uh, Pleasure Island, you know, the uh, Disney's, you know, whatever. Pleasure um, so Island. Sure oh, I... my
0: God. You're dating yourself here, Mike. Pleasure yes, Island.
1: I Disney's Marketplace. Um,
0: so think I don't it's think that, that anymore. Cause
1: it, cause <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't Animal Kingdom specific or sold in the Animal Kingdom. So maybe I get half a point and win there, but yeah, pretty much it was tied.
0: I think the Disney Marketplace may actually be older than Pleasure Island. It is. Like you oh, haven't it it you're, you're is, still yeah. nowhere near Disney Springs. You're still back you're, in the
1: old days you just had those you know, those wood buildings at the Disney's yeah. marketplace. Yeah. And the print of the Empress Lily
0: was there. No, it wasn't called the Disney Marketplace. What did we used to call that? We had it, um No,
1: it was called the Marketplace. Disney for, Village. For a long
0: time. The Disney Village.
1: Oh, it might have been that was for what it a while was.
0: too. Yep, yep. And and this this, this we're talking nineteen seventies, it was called. <laughs> maybe yeah, not. Well. early 80s uh that's how that's how far back we go anyway we want to go through the year uh, right. at the animal kingdom uh I think we both and all three of us can can certainly um say it was a difficult year i mean it was uh you know a challenge year for sure as i think we're everybody was hoping the pandemic would be behind us and it certainly was not. I did not travel to Disney World during this past year. Did both of you? No, just me. I did not. So, I mean, there you go. I mean, that, that tells you just what a challenge it really was because, you know, Christina, you and I are people who do go on a regular basis or I, 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 I mean, used to.
2: I'm a local, technically. Right. My family all lives there. Right. Uh, it's And I didn't go back.
0: So it's it's still a challenge, and I think that affects this, um, you know, what the year is like, and we certainly have to bear that in mind, right? I mean, I yeah, think it's, that's it's
1: fair. It's probably a shorter list than we've had on most of these year-in-reviews. There's right. not, right. not that much, certainly nothing big. I and mean, we've had some year-in-reviews where we're talking about the opening of Avatar Land or, you know, whatever. But And, and you'll see um, as
0: we go through it, Mike, a lot of it has to do with COVID. There are a lot so of certainly things some of it, yeah. that happened... That are have to do with COVID, uh, and I think and the reopening and all that kind of stuff. So I think as we go through that, we're definitely going to find that this is also the year, and we'll get to this at the end, the year where we officially saw a new CEO at uh, right. at Disney. So um, and who who knows what that'll bring? Anyway, uh, <laughs> let, shall we begin? Sure. All right, January, Mike. You're going to have to tell me what this is. Uh, Duane Rivers. Announced oh, yes, his announced retirement it. as DAK vice president. He had been with the he company was, for thirty years. I don't recognize the face. I'm sure if I googled it, I would know who we're talking about. Yeah,
1: he was the vice president of Disney's Animal Kingdom since 2014. So he was the VP when you know during the construction of Avatar Land and the Rivers of Light Theater, and you know the expanding the you know to to make it not a half day park anymore as uh, we used to talk about. Right. Um, so he was there for quite some time, but as you know. He was the vice president. So, I mean, there was a person ahead of him in the (laughs) the line. I'm not not sure if he made any. It wasn't (laughs) his decision to make Avatar Land, let's put it that way. Um, But, you know, he was there for quite a long time. He was with the company for 30 years and and he retired.
0: In February, uh, we added Raya to the animation experience. And uh, Raya sand sculpture, you're right, which I haven't seen on Discovery Island. Now, the animation experience, you're referring to the Rafiki's Planet Watch? Correct. Uh, Have either of you seen this change or Uh,
1: anything? I saw saw the sand sculpture um, on Discovery Island. I mean, if that's a big deal to you, fine. But, uh, I mean, uh, both Christina and I have seen Raya. I don't know if Dave, have you?
0: No.
2: My kids love it.
0: Mine does, too.
1: Oh, he. Uh, your your son watches has watched Raya, and you have he not. Has. Is that the? That is correct. Okay. Yep. It's actually very good. I liked it a lot, yeah. and and it's very animal kingdomy because it's uh, you know there's a lot of southeast Asia kind of references. I mean, it would fit well. It fits well in this park, and you could easily do something with it. Of course, it also has a dragon, but uh, I enjoyed the movie. I mean, the, the animation experience I don't bother with. The sand sculpture is just a sand sculpture, so they haven't really done much with Raya. But uh, I do like the movie, and hopefully there'll be more.
0: Now, Christina, you have to tell me, while watching the movie, was Mike getting excited about the idea of maybe this being the reason we finally get a dragon put into the animal kingdom?
2: He didn't watch it with me. Uh... He watched it separate. and um,
0: I just have but... this vision of that being the only thing he noticed.
2: <laughs> But but he did when he went to visit Disney World. He didn't come back with dragons for my my kids. So I'm I'm sure that's what he was excited about.
1: <laughs> I will admit that yes, you do. If they ever did like a Raya, I mean, one of the things I thought of was like a sort of a Raya thing at the Rivers of Light Theater. Right. Uh, we'll get to that more later, but. I mean, and you can easily use dragons in it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, the use of dragons in an Asian, uh, cart related cartoon would be perfect for, for Disney's animal kingdom. But you know, there you are
0: at the end of February, a new white rhino named Ranger. Am I getting that right on here? Was born. Yes. Um, uh, well, he was born actually at the end of 2020, but he came on stage in February of 2021. Um, White rhinos, uh, you know, I mean, a, a birth of any kind of rhinoceros seems to be uh, quite a quite an achievement, I would imagine. For uh,
1: <laughs> sure, I mean, they're all they're all on the endangered species list. I mean, the the Disney's Animal Kingdom has actually had several white rhinos. I think they're up to like twelve or thirteen uh, white rhinos born in the park, you know, since the opening. And there's actually another one later on in this list. They had another one later in, uh, in 2021. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a big deal. I mean, they, obviously the Disney has the black rhinos as well. Um, I don't think they've ever had a baby black rhino. But they, Disney's Animal Kingdom staff concentrates more on the white rhino. Other places do black rhino uh, species survival plan stuff.
0: Right. Uh, okay, so let's move on to April, um, which was Earth Day. The it's Earth Month. It's the uh, marks the um, the anniversary of the park as well. So it's all mm-hmm. it's always a cause for uh, celebration at the Animal Kingdom has been year after year. Uh, you talk here about uh, Wilderness Explorer badges for that day, special merchandise, uh, cupcakes, that kind of stuff. Anything of you guys want to add on that?
1: Nothing to add on it, but I know Christina's a big fan of the Wilderness Explorers thing.
2: My son loves Wilderness Explorers. If we could spend all day at Animal Kingdom doing just that, he'd be a hamper camper. And um, I didn't tell him about the badge because he'll immediately have a meltdown that he wasn't there for it. So I hope they they expand on this and actually do it more for events uh, because I think it's a big draw for kids in his age group, that older elementary school age.
0: Mike has had many such meltdowns over the years as well. I think it's important to keep that in mind. Um, in, also in April, a baby mandrel was born? Ivy? Ivy. Yeah. Yep, Ivy was born, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, mandrels are also endangered. So, you know, it's a, it's an important part of uh, the animal kingdom being a zoo. But it's always good to see uh, little babies born. And baby mandrels are quite cute.
0: <laughs> then in May, we have... Uh, what I find to be maybe the first salvo in, uh, well, I don't know if it's the first one, but it's it's a, certainly a <laughs> salvo in things that are to come uh, in the park and in this conversation, uh, the first and that being uh, digital tip boards added to park. Now, tip boards used to be ubiquitous in Disney parks. I mean, we used to see them everywhere. Um, they've come and gone in importance over the years they back in the day when you would just walk into a park with a ticket and go on a ride that you wanted to go on you would base your day on these digital tip boards well they weren't digital at the time but they were tip boards Uh, now suspiciously we're adding tip boards after we hadn't really added tip boards in quite some time Um, one at the Pizza Fari area and one now over by uh, Expedition Everest where is it in Everest? Uh, By the ice cream cart there?
1: No, it's like on the it's like on the bridge that uh, that connects that with uh, the wildlife theater of uh, the you know Finding Nemo area. It's kind of like in between Everest and the and the Finding Nemo theater on that sort of bridge over that goes over the water towards Everest, and the one by Pizza Fari is like at the corner where you turn to head towards Avatar Land. So I mean, obviously Everest and and Flight of Passage are probably the two biggest rides in the park. So that's why they put them, I guess, there, but. Um, You know, unlike some other parks, the front entrance of Animal Kingdom is not a place where a lot of people gather. I mean, people just walk through it in the oasis. So they put it inside the park more.
0: Right. I mean, it was always just like right at the beginning of the spoken wheel. Right. I mean, uh, uh, the Mm -hmm. the Magic Kingdom had it right at the end at Main Street. Um, Epcot had it right in the sort of middle plaza there just beyond Spaceship Earth. I'm sure they're still there. Right. I don't know if they're being used, but they, but the, but the structures. I don't remember. I don't, remember. I don't even Epcot, remember. There's, to be honest. there's a digital one in Epcot over by you know right behind Spaceship Earth, if my memory yeah. serves correctly. And there used to be you know, one in Hollywood Studios at the end of Hollywood yeah. Boulevard. There. Correct.
2: You know, I wonder if the reason they're doing that is now that they have so many. Uh, mobile applications such as ordering mobily if it's taxing the system because you can look it up on your phone what the wait times are but every time someone jumps on to the app and uses the wi-fi they're they're draining the system and it runs slower and slower so i wonder if it's a an effort to kind of clear up some of that traffic so that people can order more things and and such
0: well, you wouldn't need to convince me that Disney's technology is not up to par. I uh, I have uh, been been a, a victim of that many, many times over the years. <laughs> So that would make all the sense in the world if that's what they're trying to do, especially in light of what we're going to learn towards the end here. Um, uh, then <laughs> Spoiler and, and, alert. Right. <laughs> a couple days later, a celebration of the festival of the Lion King begins. Mike, have you seen this? I did not, No. This I mean, i've seen
1: like i've seen the, the the video of it but i wasn't it wasn't open when i was there
0: so this was sort of a modified version of the lion king right this is it's another kind of
1: abbreviated
0: it's the, a little abbreviated another covid th- seemed to be another covid change or reaction or something i don't know what uh, the right I'm word is sure to why, say.
1: but i'm not sure what i mean that's what they say but i'm not sure what re- limiting i mean re- reducing the length of the show and cutting some <laughs> of the parts would have anything to do with covid you're still shoving people you know 1,800 people into the theater to see it. Um, so I'm not sure, you know, cutting it from like 20 minutes to 15 minutes would make any difference in the world guess, in terms
2: of COVID. Are they able to add more shows because the they're all shorter and so there's more show time so they can put less people in but still allow the same amount of people to view it? Great theoretically question.
1: They, theoretically, they could do less shows, but they have not. I mean, it's still like every half, it's, a, it's still on the half hours, uh, you know, it's still every hour on the half hour.
0: I just want to, for those keeping score at home, the first negative snark comes from Safari Mike. Just want you, n- not Dave. Just for those keeping score at home. Um, okay, so let, <laughs> a couple days later, two snack kiosks reopen. Here we go with uh, what I mentioned to you before about how things yeah. are going to start to, um, you know, you are going to see some COVID stuff. The Terra Treats near Starbucks selling pizza and um, a dino, and the Dino Diner now selling churros yeah that's the one that's over right by the bridge it's not the uh right
1: it's at the it's i'm pretty sure it's the one over by the bridge but anyway yeah um yeah when i was there back in march these kiosks were not open at all so um yeah they started introducing one. Tara Treats is the one over by Starbucks. I don't remember them ever selling pizza before. I think that's new.
0: No, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. I only remember PizzaFari being the one pizza place, which, shockingly, my wife used to love to go to. I don't know why. She's a uh, New Jersey person. She'd know better about pizza than that. But uh, that's where she always went to go. Uh- <laughs> Knowing your wife, it does not surprise me that she loved PizzaFari. I know. She likes the. She loves the pizza you take out of the freezer, <laughs> what what are they, those squares that she used to get at uh, her, uh, her her grade school lunch lady used to make for them? Uh, so, yeah, she's the bad person to ask. Anyway, um, move on. Still in May. Um, Mike, you write in because Mike sent me this sort of uh, TikTok here. You write that Kali River Rapids begins delayed opening starting yeah. times. Why don't you explain yeah. that a
1: little bit? Sure, sure. So it would open with the park. Um, theoretically, but for some reason back in May uh, they opened it and it was they would either, they delayed it an hour or two so it's, you know, now it opens like at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, It does not open with the rest of the park. Why, I'm not sure, but (laughs) I'm I'm not not sure what that has to, I don't see how that would be related to COVID or anything like that. No,
0: no, no, it's just related to money is all that. Yeah, I guess
1: they're trying to reduce the number of cast members they need to have operating it, I guess. but. I mean...
2: Well, it's winter. I mean... Not in May. This right? is May.
1: This is May. Oh, this is May. Yeah, yeah, this is May when it started. So, yeah, now, I, oh. it makes sense. In fact, it, it closes for a while in September. It recently reopened. But um, I think we talk about that you know, back in, in, in a few months from now. But... Um, yeah, this is during the summer.
0: But Christina, if if if, if we were looking for um, you know a reasonable explanation, which which Mike and I tend to uh, quickly go past the reasonable explanations, I think Mike kind of hit on it there, which is one of the challenges that they have to be facing is the same challenge everyone's facing with um, you know hourly employees, the ability to get and keep employees in their positions, right? I mean, so we could be talking about something like that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I know currently Disney's having a little bit of an issue, at least in Florida, with with yeah. uh, COVID-related, uh, you know, uh, people calling out sick. they even, I, I think, there was some talk about like putting up cast member testing sites and stuff just for the, um, just for the cast members. So yeah, it's a problem across the country, um,
0: where you know, people are looking for you know employees. I know. I mean, you guys out in sunny Las Vegas, that has to be uh, a, a regular challenge for those places. We're Mm.
2: actually seeing a boom of people moving to Vegas, especially Uh from California, which is under much tighter constraints than we are. So we've got a massive boom of people coming out here and looking for jobs.
0: Uh, We're into June. The Tusker House reopens. I assume Mike reopens from COVID shutdown. Correct. Correct. It was closed for quite some
1: time, but it it, it reopened and it's... Back to being a, a, a well. Actually, they were doing family style for a while. I'm not sure if right. it's back to like a buffet at this point, but they were doing when it first opened. They did family style um, instead of uh, a buffet. Was you know as I could, as you can imagine, buffets are a little bit more challenging during COVID times. Um, right. So so it was family style for a little while.
0: Also in June, reopening uh, the Jumbo House began taking reservations again. For its mm-hmm. reopening uh, in August I mean, last year, it was used for oh, there's all sorts of weird stuff going on, right? With like the NBA was used for, right? Yeah, they were all, using it. when yeah. they were doing the yeah, they were, they doing, they were the doing the, the bubble the thing playoffs there. Yeah, the bubble thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so again, we're getting into these reopened stuff. We got more to come. Uh, a mountain Hartman's mountain zebra was born in May, uh, and then I guess was on stage in June. Named Dash. Correct. Correct. Is that, yeah. That's oh. in the park or in the in the uh, hotels
1: it's in the hotels right? uh the mountains the heart the mountain zebras are the ones that you see in the hotels the plain and the grevies are the ones you see at the park this is one of the few a few places where all three species of zebra are located um and the and the ones in the animal kingdom lodge are the mountain zebras which are uh very uh they're vulnerable they're not endangered uh, but they are vulnerable so there is a species survival plan and at, at one point, then they still might. I think Disney was actually in charge of it, of the Mountain Zebra one.
0: Right. Um, there was a giraffe baby born. I don't have a name for that one. Uh, but uh, the the baby was born in June as well. And also in June, we're starting again another one of these COVID reopening type things. The hours at the Animal Kingdom are extended out to 7 p.m. Because they went back to that 5 p.m. thing for a long time there, right?
1: Yeah, when I was there, it was it closed at five. Um, so yeah, they they extended their hours. Now, of course, you're talking about you're getting close to July 4th, where it's much more crowded. Yep. Um, but they did extend it to 7 p.m.
0: Um, let's move into July. A Nile hippo born uh, mm-hmm. again. This is that. That's quite a quite a large animal to uh, have to deal <laughs> with a birth for. I that, that never ceases to amaze me. Uh, and then we have a couple of reopen oh there was also a baby gorilla lowland gorilla born uh, named Ada I guess is what we're saying here in August yep um, yep she was born in August correct that's, late August. yeah I mean that's got to be a pretty pretty reasonable achievement for any yeah I mean D- do Disney
1: does pretty well with baby- with the lowland gorillas they've had a, a few births I and mean, there was one a couple of years ago but this is another one now. Um, of course, I mean, as obviously everybody knows, the lowland gorillas are highly endangered. So, um, and they're uh, obviously also have a you know special species survival program for them right. too. So it's a a big deal in the zoo world when that, when a big gorilla is born. Sure.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's always nice to remind everybody that you are in a zoo. You're not in uh, Disneyland here. Um, anyway, uh, a couple of reopenings happen in, June, in August. It's I, I love this because it really kind of is giving us the TikTok of this COVID stuff. Um, Boneyard reopens, which I knew that was going to be closed for a long time. That was one of the reasons why we didn't go to Florida last year. Uh, and the other one was Boma reopens for its buffet with a slightly altered menu. But strangely, no GECO. So that has to be just a. Um, we could
1: talk. We could talk about that for a second, but um, the opening of the boneyard, I think, is a real plus. I love the boneyard. I know Christina's kids love the boneyard, and yours does too. Oh right, didn't?
0: my god! It's the only reason why he wants to go to Disney World. I'll be honest with you. It's like <laughs> the, if if I, t- I, I mean, I, we we thought about last because he was away from school, and he was on um, virtual. At a lot of points here we thought about hey maybe we can go down to Florida and then we can stay with his grandparents during some of that time and you know he can do his school then and then if, when we have weekend off we can run or maybe he can go stay where we have a cousin Mike and I have a cousin that live there we can stay there he can do school and then afterwards we can go to the parks it became um Impossible to do that because of the way the parks were being run at the time, that's one thing. Um, but the other thing was the boneyard wasn't open and uh, he would uh, have had a fit if we, <laughs> I mean, he would have lost if we went there and there was no boneyard. I, I, that kid, I, I can't imagine what he would have said to the cast members standing out in front of that. I think of John Candy in Vacation when he's, uh, you know, didn't you hear the moose thing? Um, uh, it's uh, it, had, it would have been just like that. He would have just lost his mind with the boneyard being closed. That, it, that would have been unacceptable. So yes, I am glad too that it is open.
1: I don't I don't know if Christina's kids would have the same reaction to Boma being closed. I know they love it, but I don't know if they'd flip out. What do you think, Christina?
2: You mean the boneyard?
1: yeah. yeah. What did
2: I say? Boma. Boma. Yeah, uh, boneyard. Yeah. Sorry. Um, you know, I don't know. I know as a parent, I rely heavily on it to get some of their <laughs> energy out because yes. you know, little kids cannot stand in line. Especially my older one; he has uh, issues with it. So, like when we went to Disneyland um, right after our wedding, we spent what was it? A couple hours in their At version least. of the boneyard. Um, and, and we had to haul them out of there just because we were like, look, we got to eat before places close. Um, but yeah. they they would spend all day in those places. And as a parent, I rely heavily on it as a good break for them in the day when they've just had it with the lines.
0: Yeah, that's Disney,
1: Disney, Disneyland's Boneyard, by the way, the one in California Adventure. It's Redwood Creek, I yes. think it's yes. called. Is even better than the boneyard. Yeah, that's it's the one really well, where you can
0: walk on the uh, along the redwoods. It has like a, like bridges and stuff up there, right? Am I thinking of the same I, place? I
2: think it's aimed at a little bit older age, yeah. age group than the boneyard. True. I I honestly think both places should have one of each type because yeah. I took my kids to the boneyard a lot when they were at that younger age, but now that they're getting older, this kind of more um, daring. Uh, yeah. Kind of playground with like the, the zip line and the climbing up ropes and being way mm-hmm. overhead. I mean, little kids freak out with that, but older yeah. kids love it. And you need both in a park. And I, I mean, it'd be wonderful if, if Animal Kingdom incorporated uh, a place for older kids who still need that playground time as well. And then vice versa, if Anna, if uh, Disneyland or DCA had kind of the younger kids version of it they have a small little playground in the redwood creek
0: one for little kids but it's really really small sounds like we found just come up with something that she's going to have on her wish list mike <laughs> <this
2: year>. that's, <laughs> maybe that's
0: what that sounded like to me
1: um uh but going back to yeah. boma for a second the right. there is still Jico has still not opened and um i know i don't know if i've mentioned this on the show i know i've Done it, uh, on social media i've mentioned it a couple of times i, I have heard from cast members that there's a strong possibility jika will never reopen um mm. that it might just be empty space they might use it for like private events and things like that but jiko might not be coming back that's not confirmed but that's what i was hearing from uh cast members at sanah and stuff that that's what they were
0: hearing just a financial decision i guess i guess yeah mm. yeah interesting Okay. Uh, I hope not, because I love. though. Yeah, I know you do. I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I know you do. Uh, 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 all right, so let's move into September. Kali uh, River Rapids closes for a six-week refurb. That seems a little early for me.
1: It does seem a little early, and it only—it actually went longer than that. It, it didn't reopen until December.
0: Um, the fingerprint scanners return. This was one of those things, you know, kind of like I'm—I there is nobody you will ever meet more happy to have an entire airplane wearing masks than Dave, um, yes. because I absolutely love the very idea of everybody having to wear masks on a plane because I find it skeevy. Um, these things are super skeevy. Like, I used to walk around with uh, with uh, hand sanitizer before it was fashionable, you know, with hand sanitizer in my pocket just for this scanner. So I am none too happy to to see it return, I'll be honest with
2: you. Okay, I have a question for you, though. Yes. What do you do when you pay for things at the grocery store? Uh, Or at the gas station? Or...
0: Well, first of all, we're, we're, we we have a certain level of civilization in New Jersey where we don't pump our own gas. We have people who do that for <laughs> us, thankfully. Well, okay. um, the rest okay, of the that world. I will
2: give you your brother didn't know how to pump gas. Right. <laughs> the, rest, the rest of the world we has devolved into
0: this sort of Philistine thing of having to get out of your car and pump gas. But be that as it may. Um, in, in,
1: fair, in, in, in fairness, we're one of only two states that do that. I think Oregon yeah, is the yeah, other yeah, one. Yeah, uh, but I'm be- just
2: saying you're constantly touching things other people have already. I don't know that the fingerprint scanner is really, you know, that big of a deal when you're already punching in your pin code whenever
0: you use your debit card. See, the, the, the problem here is you're trying to use logic <laughs> with, with something that is obviously illogical. I mean, it's just me. It's just the thing. And it, it's just I probably touched it one time and got some sort of greasy something on it from the kid in front of me who was eating Doritos or something. And then from that point forward, I've just hated it and skeeved out by it. So just just keep
2: hand really sanitizer on you and you'll I be good. I always do.
0: Yep. And that's
1: I, 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 will, I will say that I, I'm a little surprised that they actually brought them back in this kind of yeah. elevated consciousness of you know, COVID world. And they really—it wasn't necessary. It's not, you know. I'm I mean, not really because they did I, Because I they all have...
2: right, think about when we went to Disneyland. Every sure. single time they had to do a photo verification with us and no, look that's at true. us. They did do that. We had we are in there, crammed with people trying to get in, and they were like, "Take off your mask. Take off your mask." So the alternative is asking everyone to take off their mask in a really, really, really big line, and I rather just put my finger on it and then use some hand sanitizer personally. They did do that in
1: Disneyland, you're right, but in Disney, when I went in March to Disney World, they weren't doing that. They just went, you just went through the through the turnstile. Uh, You know, you scanned your card or whatever and you went through the turnstile. So um I I guess, I mean, uh but they no, did do that at Disneyland. They did make us like take pictures and pull down our masks. That's true.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with Christina. I, I'm not. I'm not surprised they went back to it because you know, God forbid they let somebody give their ticket over. You know, if they can't come to the park for their last day, give their ticket over to a cousin who lives locally. I mean, God forbid you should you should do something like that you know the disney would be out of business next week so I, it doesn't surprise me at all <laughs> that uh that they did do it i agree with her it, it, and and there are you know if they're going to be that militant about the tickets and the use of the tickets and who gets to use it which i i never understood but if they're going to be that mil- militant about it i'd rather this than what she's describing there for sure but i hope once we get past the um you know, once we get past the the COVID thing that we could go to something that maybe is a little less icky for me. But that's, again, it's just me. It's just me. I don't want (laughs) to, I'm not trying to say this is what they should do or shouldn't do. It's just me. Um, Mike, what is the beacon of magic that debuted at the Tree of Life at the end of September?
1: It's similar to the Tree of Life Awakenings. It's the same kind of deal. It's a projection on the Tree of Life. It just deals with fireflies. It's sort of, kind of... Had to do with the um, the fiftieth anniversary, so they're, they're they're doing kind of projection things at uh, at other places in Disney World, like Tower yeah. of Terror and, and right. Spaceship Earth, as is, is sort of a uh, sort of you know a fiftieth anniversary special. But I mean, it's just it's just another version of the Trail Life Awakenings, essentially.
0: Brilliant technology, I love it. Um, I haven't seen this, I'll have to look it up. Uh, okay, uh, we move on. <laughs> early October as well, the Kite Tales. Yes.
1: The, the I guess, Dave, have you not
0: seen any of this? Uh, we're going to get to the reasons why this is at the end of the pro, but no. I, I, I've i heard the name. I've seen the name occasionally, but I am no longer dialed into this news. But uh, so, so the no, Rivers I don't know. Of Light
1: Theater, at the Rivers of Life Theater, for people who don't know, um, they're doing a kite show. They're basically, you know, boats are tailing, t- t- you know, driving around the water and these large kites. Some of them are. You know, animal uh, or uh, Disney characters like Baloo or whatever, and they just do like this little 15-20 minute show at the River Light Theater every once in a while, where you, know, you can watch these ginormous, you know, intricate kites. I mean, it's not you know, you're not like is, it ske- on, is there a, a time
0: schedule for it? Do you know when it's going to happen, or is it yes, random? Yes, there okay. are, All right, good. No,
1: you do know when. I don't have the schedule. Right, me, right, right. Yes, right, there, good, are, good, there good. are schedules. Good. Um, so you you can go see it. Um, but you know. Uh, it, it, it's certainly not a replacement for Rivers of Light. It's not, you know, the same kind of big production and show-stopping end of the day kind of thing that Rivers of Light was. But it's a cute little diversion dur- 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 during the course of a day. And that's Sit what down you the
0: theater th- for twenty minutes. And that's what you think the two of us get credit for when it comes to uh, when it comes to the wish list.
1: Well, I mean, all I said was that they <laughs> do something in that theater. So yes. <laughs>
0: Something no matter something how minimal it might be. Something, anything. Uh okay, <laughs> so let's get into a couple of returns here. Uh live music back in Anandapur, not mm-hmm. in Harambe. Just pointing that out, at least not buradika Um Kora right. Tinga Tinga returns. I guess this is another um I guess you'd call it a COVID thing, right?
1: I yeah, mean, but yeah, for people who don't know who, what chorus yeah, thing is cora the, the is
0: playing. He's playing the the instrument. The, yeah, the the um this is the the guy who walks around playing a cora, which is this Correct. Like sort of uh, best way I can describe it is sort of a harp. Um, it's a multi-stringed instrument made you know in a little bowl. He's playing it in front of him. It's beautiful. It's an incredible instrument, and it takes a, a an amazing talent to to play it. Um. I wouldn't call it a show. He just sort of walks around and plays sort of more like street mm-hmm. the sphere. Right. We would call it. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's nice that at least he's back. Um, and I do enjoy him. He was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a Dave,
2: since you aren't dialed in on Disney right now, mm-hmm. um, Buridika made an appearance during the marathon. Oh, it was at, the part of the marathon entertainment.
0: Yes, and they play, or at least Nadi Gabashi uh, as well, plays at Disney Springs every once in a while. He has yeah. played at a few events. I think they played something for New Year's Eve with Disney. I think they're um, at the Animal
1: Kingdom Lodge Kadani for New Year's Eve. Yeah, if and my they, memory serves
0: right. And they've done. Uh, they're also at the, I think the Jacksonville Zoo every once in a while too. I or believe you're correct. Something like that. So yeah, I, that I am dialed into him and that band. So I do know that stuff. Um, I also know they are not back at uh, Disney World, um, but that's neither here nor there. We'll get it. We'll get it. Well,
1: not regularly. They not do regularly. like like Christina was saying. They uh, you got to find. They're them. at the marathon. Yeah. They're at the Disney Springs. If you follow Natty on his uh, Instagram right. or his Facebook, you'll you'll be tuned in. If you're a local and can get there in the, at the drop of a hat, you can you know check it. You know follow him.
0: They weren't cast off like many other bands. They just had they just had their hours greatly reduced um, uh, for whatever reason. Now in October, Here we oh, go. Wait, wait a minute. We also I just want to get this one. Another Hartman zebra born. Yes, uh, so, in October. Uh, so well. Zoe, the mother. Yeah, yeah. Also
1: at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, as we talked about before. Yeah, another one was born.
0: Okay, in steps the Disney <laughs> Genie and the Lightning Lane. Over at Walt Disney World. Um, none of us have had experience with this yet, correct? True, true. Yeah, okay. It was not
1: at Disneyland when we were there uh, a
0: couple of months ago. Um, and this is what I would call sort of the final straw for Dave. <laughs> <laughs> there was a while there where Mike and I were talking about, um, you know, Mike was going to do a few shows and then I would jump in every once in a while and we would you know think about going back to doing some of these more regularly um and mike you know as well as i do you and i have been talking about for years and years about uh, the cost of things going up and how and how from the time we started doing this podcast or certainly from the time we started writing disney stuff to now the incredible difference in price um And that's just price. We can debate whether or not we're getting more for that price than we did. I I don't think that we are. Um, I I, I, I certainly think during that time frame, we've had an unbelievable amount of closures and yada, yada, yada. We, We get all that. But once this came into play, and I'll be honest with you, it took me a couple of weeks to really kind of dial into it and know what it was. And it wasn't until a very close friend of mine went to Disney for the Thanksgiving holiday And started using this. And he Mm -hmm. called me in a panic about a day later uh, saying, what do I do with this? And he starts explaining it all to me. And I'm like, his his name happens to be Mike as well. I said, Mike, I have no earthly clue what you're talking about. I said, I I, I don't know what to tell you. You're going to have to find a cast member or somebody and talk to them and let them walk you through it. So that's what he did. He learned about it. And he kind of told me a little bit about it uh, when he got back. I was so unbelievably disgusted that I just sort of threw it out of my mind and said, I, I, you know, I'm, I don't plan on going to Disney anytime soon anyway for a lot of reasons, most of them having to do with the kid being in school, right, and being in first grade, um, but I'm, I, I haven't haven't been there since February of 2020. Uh, I can't imagine I'm going to be back there in the next calendar year or even the year after that, but um, when I started telling me about this, this is when I started explaining it to my wife. And then when you told me you wanted we wanted to do this show, I thought to myself, okay, I really got to learn what this is. I know I hate it. <laughs> I knew right from the beginning I hate it. But let me remember why, because it had been a couple months or at least a month and a half since I looked into it. And I read all about it. I spent the whole night reading about these things. <laughs> and the long and short of it is this. What I discovered was in order for me and my wife and my son to go to Disney World now for four days, get a four-day pass, forget annual passes. They're completely out of the realm of affordability. I'll get to that later on. But in order for us to go and get the kind of ticket that we always have gotten for the last 30 years, right, Mike? We've always gotten since the opening of Epcot. You got a ticket that had the ability to go from one park to the other, right? Park hopper, you mean? always had that, right? Had to pay
1: extra for it, but yeah.
0: Nope, we used to never have to pay extra for it. If you got a multi-day pass, if you got a multi-day pass, you just got it. That was part of the deal. Sure, 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 sure. But over the last, I mean, this is the the, the charging for park hopper didn't start this year. Then they took. Then they took that away. Yet your ticket wasn't cheaper. Right? It was there was never a point where you paid less. Sure, but prices than the year always before, go up. Okay. Right? Okay, I understand that. But so they took that away. So if we wanted to have a ticket that gave us a park hopper and gave us the ability to use the fast pass system, a four-day pass is now, and this is not even with the extra fancy rides, six hundred dollars a person for a four-day park hopper pass. $600 okay. a person, Mike. $600. That's for a, pos- par- a, for Park, a Hopper. Park Hopper Pass with use of the Fast Pass system, which was always free. And that was a big oh, deal. Oh, it's you're, free.
1: You're including, right? you're including that you paying yes.
0: the, the $15 per ticket. All per I want. For Disney, all plus all, all I want. Plus. Right. All I want is the same ticket I've been getting for 30 years. That's all I want. The same ticket I've been getting for 30 years. I don't want to. Why, as a regular, going back there, would I want to restrict myself? I'm used to park hopping. I'm used to fast passes. Why would I want to give those away? All of us, you, me, everyone went back there. Mike, we made use of all of that. That was part of the charm, right? Being able to Mm -hmm. go to a park in the morning, rest a little bit, maybe going to Epcot for dinner at night. Park hopping, that's a no-brainer. That's a done deal. You can't go without that, right? But now, mm-hmm. if we want to have that... I disagree. <laughs> I, but, I, I, again, you have for you what you want to do, right? And, and But this is... I'm, I'm speaking on my end only, right? I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm not talking about what's right or wrong for people. I think it's wrong that they took those things away and charged more for something that they gave their customers for free for 25 years, but neither here nor there. We'll, we'll, we'll hit that in a second. But now... You're talking a hundred and fifty dollars a person per day for a four-day pass. Which Doesn't means, the
1: price go down per day once you get more a longer stay? I, oh, did you actually calculate oh, this, or are you? I you actually,
0: I no, I okay. actually tried to buy the ticket. Okay, okay. After taxes and all that, it's six hundred dollars a person a day. So you are okay. just about two thousand dollars in the hole. Just for the park ticket. Forget the flight. Forget the hotel. $2,000, Mike, 15 years ago covered the whole trip. Covered the whole thing. Well, Dave, but I mean,
1: okay, fine. But I mean, tickets for just about everything have gone up way well, well.
0: Understood. Understood, absolutely understood, I, okay. and and I get that, and I have no problem with that at all. And if that means that's the reason why, and if you guys are okay with it, so, that's so absolutely fine. Can I give fine. you a
2: different take on this? Oh sure. So, so now you're paying for Fast Pass, right? Listen, we just went to Disneyland. There was no Fast Pass whatsoever, and lines were moving fast. That they should. We have been saying for years, Fastpass has ruined wait times at Disney. Right. Absolutely. And now you have to pay for it. So the average family doesn't go multiple times a year. They don't even go every year to Disney. And now you can't get on all the rides that you want to. And I can say, speaking as a local or former local, that we would go every day that we had off. Sometimes we'd go after work. We'd go all the time oh and let's book our fast passes in the morning before we get off work whether we end up making it there or not so now those fast passes are all taken up well this makes it so that your locals aren't clogging up the fast pass system and these families that are only going maybe once every few years because that's when they can go whether it be for affordability or because they have other trips planned throughout the year not everyone makes all of their vacations Disney. Now they have the ability to just factor that into their budgeting and be able to go on these rides without being clogged up with people who are just using the fast pass because they're local and they got off work early. And, and I'm not saying anything against locals. I'm just saying I used to be one. So I know that's (laughs) what we did. That's what we did we would we would get off work early and just go yeah let's go to disney for a few hours and book those fast passes and maybe sometimes we'd be like well maybe we'll go after work or not and book those fast passes regardless of whether we ended up making it there or not and so this makes it so that, that people who are going on those only once in a while trips can actually make it onto
0: these rides and pay a bloomin fortune well, in me, order to do $15,
2: that. it's let $15 a day. $15 a person that, a day. Know, but, but that's so
0: that's $60 a living. family. Yeah. That's 60 bucks a family per day. Right. That's. But nice. Dave, I, I, and that I, doesn't I even to, I, get you all the rides. But let me, let me. It let doesn't me get you the okay. two most important ones. Then you got to pay extra for those. The lightning lane. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, but we're just me... nickel and diming now, Mike, to a They point. are nickel and diming. And I, Christina I mean... is 100% right about how one of the things you and I always talked about was they needed to update this fast pass system because it was destroying things like standby lines and making it difficult for people mm-hmm. to do the things you're saying. And that's absolutely true. And in the short term, from what I've been learning, that seems to. Uh, Appear to be what's been done but that's probably most likely now works out to we have to see this as we go that's probably because people don't understand what they're getting yet and once they do they'll start to pay for it and they'll start to get it and these lines will become just as long as they always were except now they're expensive and See, I also want to put these prices
1: in perspective. You I gotta also put them do, in no,
0: I do absolutely do the only uh, if you're going to come at me with Major League Baseball pricing tickets, sure. I'm absolutely will not accept that because Why? because I just won't because this is not this is again, I'll go back to what I said in the beginning. This is the final straw for me. I am not saying these things only because of Genie. <laughs> Okay. okay, it's important to note that I don't want this to be like Dave is not doing this podcast anymore just because I don't like Genie. It has been building and building and building. But what you're talking about when you come when you come at me with a baseball game is a, apples and oranges. This Why? is a vac- I mean, this I, is a vacation destination. This is a place that you've paid. You've set your price range for it. That you spent thirty years telling people what it's worth and that you've given people things and every year we charge exponentially more and we take things away. If you want to decide that your baseball team is not good enough to pay the money you're paying for now, that's fine. But nobody's telling you, Mike, that you have to pay $150 but you only get to see 4 innings. That's what's happening at Disney. Instead oh, okay, of but That's mean, uh, what I'm like talking about. That's
1: 20 years of all this. ago. I could go to a Yankee game for $8. You can't get a ticket under $100. Well, I mean, that's it costs the Yankees. The same.
0: I, that's the Yankees. But I can go to Pittsburgh Pirates well, sure. and
1: get a ticket for $30. It's fine. I mean, okay, It's fine. But to but go to a Golden Knights game here is going to cost you over $100 per ticket. Sure. That's the same price as Disney. Absolutely. I mean, you get more bang for your buck, theoretically, because you have a whole day. You could be at Disney from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Well, or 8 p.m.
0: or whatever. Theoretically. Hockey the hockey game is two hours.
1: Right. Right, which also means that the person... Broadway costs more than a ticket ticket to Disney. Absolutely I went to true. the ballet a couple of months ago. That was more than the price of for, for, for a Disney ticket. I mean, I, it's just...
0: Mike, that's absolutely true. But you're talking about an experience where you're in the park for a lot longer, paying a lot more money for doing your normal things than you would at a baseball game. You're only in a baseball game for three hours, yet everybody has to be employed for the full day and all that kind of stuff. The revenues are not comparable. You can't compare... A quick event like a baseball game or a Broadway show with something that's open for 14 hours a day, serves breakfast, lunch and dinner and has T-shirt shops as far as the eye can see and a million other ways to make their money.
1: (laughs) But still, when you go to a ball game, you're paying paying $12 for a beer. I mean, it's ridiculous too. Yeah,
0: but you can go and not buy the beer you could (laughs) and and, and, And I usually don't and have a beer beforehand you can't do that at a park I mean yes you can carry around all your food and you can do all that stuff it's just fine the point is the fact of the matter is they're not in my mind at least they're not the same thing but a good equivalent would be as I said before we are now going to give you this ticket but you can buy this ticket but you have to pay $30 more if you want to see the ninth inning if you want to see the ninth inning. Then you have to pay $15 per person a ticket to see the ninth inning. Now you get you, you can walk in and do everything you want normally for the regular price. Of course, we're going to add 10% every year. But for the regular price, but now you you can't watch the ninth inning. You have to leave before the ninth inning. That's what this is the equivalent for in my mind. Because yeah, it's something that-, that everybody is used to using and something everyone has done. And I'm not – and what I'm – again, let me just – Reiterate, this is the final straw in something that has been going on for 15 years at Disney with these little things taken away. What you got last year, you don't get anymore. And I'll say this till I'm blue in the face the first annual pass I paid for in 2006 was $250 no i understand that i understand that that has I increased mean, the prices have gone that up has for increased 350 percent in the last 15 years there is nothing you can tell me has increased that much in the last 15 years in the entertainment business find it it's just not true it's just not the case you know i, I mean it's 15 i might have to go back 15 years i, but mean, I mean this when is I was 2006, 2006 2007 you were going yeah, to we're, ball games at Yankee Stadium I'm talking in the early
1: nineties. Yeah,
0: early nineties yeah. when New York was a very about, yeah. different place and Yankee Stadium was a very different place. It's like, It's not a so good, the biggest
1: problem. Not I a good comparison. All this stuff. The biggest problem I have with all this stuff is not nearly the not so much the price, but they they make going to Disney
0: very complicated. That, and I mean, that's not, another thing.
1: It's not like you know a cruise where you get on the boat and you do what you want. I mean, you have dinner. You have set dinner times. They tell you exactly when and all that kind of stuff. But for the average person, like Christina was it's pointing too, out, like the much. average person only goes every three to five years or whatever it is. It's very complicated. And I, and I go back to thinking uh, of this poor guy at the Animal Kingdom Lodge when I was checking in was a couple of years ago now, three or four years ago. But they had like uh, – but it was uh, – my my Disney experience was uh, – all that was going on. And – um, you know, he, he didn't have any fast passes. He had no idea. And he was trying to get on Soren and he couldn't get one for that anymore. And also, uh, a friend of mine, uh, a colleague at work, um, you know, I was talking to him about, he was going to Disney like in three days after we were talking and he had even, he, he didn't even know what fast pass was. He's like, Oh, you have to, I'll buy my tickets when I get there. I'm like, what, what? what are you talking about? You gotta exactly. get them now. He he had no idea because he's not, you know, tuned in like me, you or Christina are. So I feel bad for those people because they're making it very complicated. But the price is the price. I mean, uh, I mean, the price in entertainment all over the world, movie tickets have gone up through the roof. I mean, I used to be five dollars to go to a movie. Now it's what, 50, 40, whatever it is. Uh, it's just it's just the price of entertainment. And so it really depends on what your cruise ships have gone up a lot. Although, you know, if you want to do Carnival Cruise, I guess you could probably find the cheaper cruise one. Cruise ships um, have
0: gotten a, a, gone up a lot more in certain cruise lines. One that right. happens to have mouse ears being the worst not the, contributor not the of only. them all. No, it's not the only ones, but that's it. But Mike, I, I don't, I, again, it's not about, uh, price is price. I will admit to you, it has priced me out. OK, they have priced okay. me out of it. I am no longer. I can never, ever see a time again where I will spend two thousand dollars for four days worth of park tickets to any theme park anywhere. I just I, I can't. I can't. Th- th- that just is ridiculous amount to me. And we went 12 years buying annual passes every year. I can't spend three thousand dollars for an annual pass for my family anymore. It's just not, it's not even, so price is price, and that's a personal decision. And luckily, you guys mm-hmm. live in a mansion in the La Madre Hills and all <laughs> these kind of things, and maybe it's not as big a deal for you as it is for me. But So I don't want to make that really part of it. I mean, I, I think that's a certainly a factor, but the other factor is what I keep saying, and my your point is great one, which is they've made it way too complicated to go, which is why I began this story with my poor friend who had to spend three yeah, hours that night that. until midnight trying to figure out what the hell he's doing here with his whole family because he couldn't figure out how to get on the ride. He didn't know any of it. And that but that's not you know, that's true too. I hate that also, but it's just every year the prices go up, and in my mind, the experience keeps going down. And that's just the way I feel about it now. And you keep getting less and less for the money that you're paying to the point where they're almost flaunting it in your face. Oh, well, now you can pay for lightning lane. Well, when I was here three months ago, I got lightning lane for nothing.
1: Well, we all know they always throw that bull crap about, uh, you know, reassessing, uh, 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 making reassess I, it in order to increase I, the guest experience. But go ahead, Christina.
2: I, I think that your your point is when I was here three months ago, the average family does not go every year. Right. I don't go every year. My family lives in Orlando.
0: Right. But my I, my friend I, you know, had been there a two years. It's
2: major thing that we do every few years. I, I get M P C for it.
0: I absolutely get that. I absolutely understand that's true. Uh, but and that's and that's the reason why the pricing for me is really kind of the 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 end of all this because now it's like six hundred dollars a tick for a four day ticket, six hundred dollars a person to get what I used to get. I'm just not doing that. And, and I have a thing in my head of uh, of not cow count outing to this count outing to this and getting less. For the more money I'm paying. Again, it's like walking into a baseball stadium and saying, all right, I'll buy the cheap ticket when I'll leave in the eighth inning. It's just, I I don't believe that's true. My, I mean, my the friend of mine who went down there, he had been in Disney maybe a couple years before. So he was used to the fast pass system. I mean, he knew what it was and a general idea of it and all that kind of stuff. And now, for some reason, they still have that. But now you have to pay for it. And I just... I I have a hard time swallowing that. I really do. I I mean, you could come up with all the reasons in the world as to why. uh, And I don't disagree with those reasons. Absolutely don't. And we all Mike and I talked for years about how the fast pass system either needed to be thrown away or completely updated. Uh, And Mike, you and I meant said many, many times over the years. What that means is sooner or later, you're going to have to pay for it because we all knew that was coming down the pike because Universal has been doing this for ages. I was about to
2: say, they've just been watching Universal to see if there was any backlash. And the crazy thing is, there isn't.
0: So, of course, they're going to do
2: something that works. They watch Vegas for Vegas trends, such as those hotel charges for your pool and exercise and that kind of thing. It worked in Vegas. Suddenly, Disney World picked it up. Same thing with parking. Pay for parking used to be free, but it worked in Vegas. There's another one. (laughs) They worked in Vegas, so they're going to do it there. Um, All of these industries, it's all part of the same entertainment industry, and Disney is no different than Vegas. It's no different than Universal. It's no different than any of these entertainment industries. They all watch each other and see what works as a way to make up money. And unfortunately, we all know Disney took a huge hit these last two years. I bet they are needing to make up revenue somehow, and they're figuring out ways to do it.
1: Uh, I, I also I also think that, um, you know, it, we, we live in a, um, you know, a, you know, industry driven society, really. I mean, it's free market. And as soon as people stop going to you know, Las Vegas hotels because they don't want to pay the resort fees of the parking or as soon as they stop going, to, you know, you, you have decreased attendance at Disney. Then maybe they'll rethink this, but that's not happening. I mean, people are still coming and they're paying it. So, of course, they're going to charge it. Right. It's a free market. I mean, that's what we are.
2: To to that point, some of the casinos here in Vegas recently, they've been hit so hard from the Mm -hmm. pandemic that a lot of them actually are reversing those resort fees for a short amount of time to try to drive people back here. Um, We as locals used to have to pay for parking. And now suddenly locals are free. You just scan your ID. So it, you know, it is like he said, it is industry related. And if you're going to pay into it, then they'll, they'll adjust the market accordingly.
0: I guess it really comes down to, for me, at least it comes down to just, this is the end. This is, this is, this is the last thing I'm going to tolerate. And now my, my, if what they wanted was for me not to come as often anymore, because I couldn't, I can't pay $5,000 $5,000 just to walk in the door <laughs> with my family and to go down there and pay the incredible amount you have to pay for all sorts. of stuff. I mean, everything has gone up a lot. I get all that. You know, I get all that stuff. Uh, and I have the DVC, which has helped me, though we're going to sell that, too. Um, you know, and it, it, it could help us go down there. It's just at the end. Now it starts coming down to do I wa- do I want to in order to afford this trip, do I want to get less than I used to be able to afford? Or do I want to maybe move on to something else? And I think that that's kind of where I am. And that's the decision you're talking about, you know? I mean, that's the decision people have to make. And that's why I'm not trying to tell anyone not to do this. And that's the reason why I'm on my hiatus from the show, right? Because I don't want to spend my time sitting here. I don't think you listeners want to hear me go on and on all the time about what I don't like and the things that bother me and the stuff that's not there anymore and the things that get cut year after year, you know, and but yet you're paying for things and things you used to get for free, you don't get for free. We didn't even mention Magical Express, you know, and all this other stuff that has that comes and goes. And, you know, uh, it it's it's part of the decision process, right? And I, I, I don't think I really like Disney's model because I don't think it's a good idea to get everybody to like something and then all of a sudden make them pay for it. Because if they don't, then they go through their experience with a lesser experience than they had the time before. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I don't know if that's a great business model for an for a entertainment company either. But... Um, I think that's the last I want to talk about it. If anybody else has anything (laughs) else they want to add, they're welcome to. No, I've
1: I've said my piece. I mean, Christina, I don't know if you have anything else to add.
2: No, I just, when we went to Disneyland, they didn't have Fast Pass at all. It was actually quite a pleasant experience um, because I have a child that can't sit in lines. He just can't do it. And, you know, almost everything was down to the lines I remember from when I was a kid And Mm -hmm. whether that's decreased amount of people because you can't park hop as easily um, or if it's because there wasn't a fast pass, I'm not sure. But um, with a parent with a child with special needs, it can sometimes be painful to go through and know that. We can only go on rides that I've already booked a fast pass for because he cannot wait in a regular standby line. And I and I really, really hope I don't know if this is what's going to happen, but I really, really hope that this brings down those standby lines for, you know, parents that struggle.
0: Yeah, I hope so, too. Uh, and I think, you know, just in general, I think there was a better time when standby lines were reasonable and things that you could attack. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can get have a plan walking in there and attack your park based on uh, getting there sure. early and getting to this, that and the other thing. I mean, that was much easier. I can't wait for the time Mike goes and uses the genie because I'm certain... When he get, I'm, I've heard about the tips that they give you on this genie thing. And uh, I, I, I watched a couple of video reviews from, you know, I can't remember who they are, but like all years or one of those people, Whatever, right. pe- people who are, let's face it, in, in the tank for Disney. And they are um, even they're saying stuff like the stuff you get for free. Now, this new thing that's supposed to tell you how to do your day is essentially useless.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I've heard that, too, that, they, yeah. that they're t- they're touring. Tips are not are really worth it.
0: Pointless. Yeah. One one person I, I listened to it. They actually when they put in what 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 tip should I use to go have lunch? They told them to go eat the Dapper Dan's. <laughs> they said go what? to. They said go to for lunch. Go to Dapper Dan's. <laughs> so I, I mean, but we all know that the you know techno- That this is. Disney also has a tendency of throwing out technology before. I think they really do a good job beta testing it. You know, they've done that with a lot of their technologies over the years and, and I'm sure this will get better as it goes on. But
1: <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, I mean, my Disney experience was a fiasco when it first started, but oh, it was fiasco. much better. Yeah. Disaster. Much better than the last yep. time I was there, Right. especially the mobile ordering. I love the mobile ordering thing.
0: Yeah. That's gotten much better. And uh, and, and they've definitely helped with that. All right. So I'll just quickly fire through the rest of this. Cause I think we, there's not a much more is, yeah, there's not much more. Um, Crash Landings becomes Kite Tales.
1: Uh, so becomes part of, so uh, Kite Tales, at the very beginning, there was a lot of like, they were making fun of it a lot because the kites would crash into the audience or crash into the stadium. <laughs> it became so popular that they actually made it a part of the, the show.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> Mike's all-time favorite Street <laughs> Sphere character, Divine Returns. There was there was one Christina. There was one divine meltdown on this podcast not long ago. Uh, actually, it was probably four or five years really? ago now. Oh yeah, Mike had a complete meltdown. He can't stand it. Um, <laughs> the festive. Uh, you'll
2: fl- have to tell me which one that is, and I'll listen. Oh back. <laughs>
0: geez, I it probably wasn't in the name, right, Mike? I mean, I, I think that was just a probably sort of. Not. I think that was just sort of something we mentioned. It might have been in a trip report. That's probably the best we could Who come knows? up with, but
2: yeah. I. Surprisingly, your brother does not melt down easily. Like no. I haven't really no, witnessed much. No, <laughs> I, I, and, it, and it is a
0: it is a safari Mike meltdown, which is very different than a Dave meltdown. There there are two very different things. Uh, I, I melt down about this stuff almost instantaneously. Mike takes a little while to really to really melt down on it. Um, at the end, we got the festive flotillas. That was the holiday thing, right?
1: Yeah, so you could see like so. Um, what they've been doing were character meet and greets. Instead of doing character meet and greets, they've been having them driving around the Discovery uh, Discovery River on these like uh, pontoon boats. Uh, they just made it sort of Christmassy, and they had Santa Claus out there a few times too. Well, that's there you go. So you can wave to Santa Claus as he drives by on the uh, Discovery <laughs> River.
0: They kept with those for a while, didn't they? Those uh, those uh, float by characters. They still things. do. Are you are you it. able to meet and greet anymore or no? Not yet. Not yet. Still not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if that had changed yet. Uh let me see. Where where am I here? Primeval um, World. Primeval World. Yeah. And uh It was that,
1: demolished during the summer and now it's off the maps and it's basically stroller parking right now.
0: And it closed how long ago?
1: Last year. It was it was uh it was the end of last year. And 2020, so, excuse and, me. Not not last year, two years ago, Right
0: like now. And your six hundred dollars a, a ticket. Oh, here we go! Doesn't get you a replacement for that. Um, Not I'll yet. I'll be
2: honest. I hated <laughs> that ride. I, I know. Hated, a lot of people hated, did. Hated, I know. Hated I know. That ride. My kids.
0: Corinne hated it too.
2: Forced me to go on the goofy flight version of it at at Disneyland. Ah, <laughs> Little kids love it. Hated every single part. I thought I was gonna throw up. I hate the jerk. Like it was. It honestly, that just added value to my ticket. That <laughs> I don't
0: know. we don't have to
1: talk the kids out of going.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Speaking of something that your uh, your six hundred dollars a ticket doesn't buy you, the Wild Africa Trek reopened, taking Resi's, uh for the spring.
1: Yeah, it's opening up in like March, but they uh, started taking. They announced its return. You could start making reservations for it.
0: And uh, another white rhino born. Mike, you mentioned that they had a bunch of them that they've been very successful with it. So that's two uh-huh. in a year. That's, um, and then the final thing is on uh, December 31st, CEO Bob Iger is officially no longer CEO of the uh, Walt Disney Company. Well, he, he was no longer CEO. He's so like a consultant for like a, about yeah. a year or so. But yeah, he's now done. He's out. He's, he's now af- officially out. Is he running for office? Because I that, we always thought I mean, that like governor was of was, California or something. <laughs> it was wasn't, he, wasn't he always that? talking about that about doing that? That and, was rumors that he was going to run for like some sort of like governor of California or whatever. Yeah. And uh, in his place is now um, Mike's favorite guy, Bob Chapin. Evil Bob, too. Yeah, evil, evil Bob, Bob number, number two. two. Yeah, yeah. Bob Iger was Evil Bob number one, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. He was. So, so this is only uh, you know only the uh, third CEO in the last. Forty years—that's unusual for companies. Sure.
2: Um,
0: and uh, how do you think the fans and um, people in in uh, Disney are reacting so far to uh, Bob Chapek's tenure? You guys dialed into the Disney world. Well, they um, can't
1: stand him. Generally speaking. <laughs> now, in fairness to Bob Chapek, I mean, I, I, you're going to be I, fair I, to Bob
0: Chapek. That's never happened before. This is yeah, brand. New.
1: I, I'm very critical of him on on uh, social media and and here too. But in fairness to Bob Chapek, I mean, he came on board as CEO just as COVID was hitting. I mean, yeah. he's he was dealt yeah. a tough deck he sure to, was. to start off with. Um, you know, it's not like all this has been going on in in normal times with uh, you know shutting things down and mask mandates and yeah. you know now no live up. entertainment kind of thing. So he was he was given a little bit of a tough break to start off with.
0: Yeah, I think we can't really. I mean, we don't like him from the things he did beforehand, uh, not, not for his time as CEO, but I think as, as, uh, if you're really a going to analyze it, you have to give him a couple of years outside of COVID stuff before you can really tell whether or not he's uh, up for the job, which, um, I I'd be surprised if he was, but let's, uh, let's hope for the best. So that's it. Um, before I sign off here and before we close the studios here, <laughs> I just want to uh, say I will probably pop back in on this show from time to time. Um, and I certainly reserve the right to come come on um, should my mind be changed. And uh, I think after going back and forth with all this stuff and, and everybody kind of coming at me here with the way I feel, uh, I, I would like to end with saying this. I want nothing more than for my mind to be changed. I want nothing more than to be proved wrong and to one day be able to afford it and to be happy with the what Disney's done because um, the Animal Kingdom is one of my three or four favorite places to go in the world. And uh, I want to go back there. And I will someday, for sure, I will. Um, but I think uh, until th- but until then... I think it's best that the two of you uh, take on the mantle here of Radio Harambe for the foreseeable future, because I can't imagine Disney fans want to listen to me bellyache every week because I just don't think that's fair. So (laughs) anything else, guys, before we go, Mike, you want to plug stuff before we go? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, go to our T-Pub bookstore. Um, Made a nice donation uh, a couple of weeks ago, a, a good a good donation to, copies. to the Okapis. Yeah, so thank you everybody for that. Um, yeah. That's been thank you. Yeah, that's been great.
1: Yeah, so all, we, we sell T-shirts. They're all designed for, for the most part, except for the real early ones. The but real early ones, the, yeah. But over the last uh, year or two, um, we've really exploded the amount of designs, and they've all been done by Christina.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, you could buy shirts like you know, Sana or Dawab oh, or
0: whatever. Great. They're great. Um. Yeah.
2: Dave, you might not remember this, but I'm wondering now with your current viewpoint on Disney, do you remember the the design I had about the two Bobs? Yes. (laughs) And you told me no.
0: (laughs) You're allowed to release that now.
2: (laughs) No, We can release it now? Okay, all right. Just wondering. (laughs) I I made an evil Bob's t-shirt that initially they was like no 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 we can't sell that i just <laughs> felt
0: too, too snarky i just felt <laughs> off the bat that uh it, yeah but now it's all yours you know especially <laughs> since one of the evil bobs is now in retirement has uh moved on to something else so yeah uh, that was definitely and and mike is the the coin or coin he coined the phrase the evil bobs i That's, did it is his uh I did. it is his not mine <laughs> <laughs> so go to that. If the link is in all the uh, the the social yeah, media, everyone yep.
1: Safari underscore Mike uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, Disney's Animal Kingdom on Instagram, on Instagram,
0: yeah. yep. At Radio Harambe, um, you'll find all the links there in in the you know various places. You find links and that kind of stuff. So I guess that's it for Christina and Safari Mike. I'm Dave McBride. Quaharini, go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. <laughs> a na
2: Now na
0: na